Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, let's roll. DFS, light up, lock, alive. You know, last night, Drew Dinkmeyer joined us. And uh, Dinkmeyer talked. We were talking about, um, you know, who are some of the value pitchers if you didn't want to spend big money. And uh, he said the guy that intrigued him the most was uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Well, yeah, this Cardinals. And uh, Ponce de Leon, great call, as always, by Drew Dinkmeyer, as Ponce de Leon threw seven uh, innings of no-hit uh, baseball. Great. Both pitchers were great in that game. Castillo only gave up a run, too. Only to have Bud Norris come in and screw it up. Yeah. And the the guy- same Bud Norris that, of course, is teaching Jordan Hicks yeah. the ropes. Yeah, about, yeah. Hey, hey, Jordan, do it, do, do it my way. I know. that's It was unbelievable. Two outs. Suarez hits a home run. Single, single, walk, single. That's how that's Bud. That's how Bud handled the ninth. Cardinals are in bit. You know what I mean? When you're when that guy's your closer, yeah. Man, like you know, what I mean, like you can fire your manager all you want. Yeah, but but exactly. It's, it comes down to the players. But you know, the St. Louis Cardinals, Cam. You know, used to be one of the well, you know, the better run organizations in baseball. Yeah, not anymore. So this Ponce de Leon kid throws a no hitter last night through seven innings, and um, they sent him back to AAA today. They yep. did. They did. It's like why? <laughs> Teams do that shit all the time, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. When you look at the guys that they have, too, they're very. All mediocre. right, so I'm on the St. Louis Dispatch right now, but but they're asking me. Uh, I have to answer a survey question before oh. reading the content. Do you live in Missouri? Have you bought any one of these yogurt brands in the last three months? Oh, I'd like to do the test too. I've never even heard of these. Yeah, go for it. Dahi. Delisle? Is it Delisle? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we don't have that anymore. It's more of a Yoplait thing. Next. Halal? Don't know that one. I know Halal chicken. It's blessed by the by the priest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And killed, it's and, it's Halal. And, and killed in a humane way. And, and uh, more Delisle stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I have yeah, not. Well, whatever happened to Dannon? Your survey sucks, dispatch. Oh, Dannon, yeah. yeah. It's Dannon. Dan, it's you, Dan. Like, you like Dannon? That's uh, Cam Newton's yogurt before he lost his gig to uh, who's the new Dannon guy in the NFL? Uh, damn it! Yeah, I like that. Cam Newton lost his gig yeah, because the chick out, because yeah, he said uh, he said to the chick, "What you're you're questioning our play calling?" He goes like, "Yeah, like you know." Yeah. So he got he lost the yogurt deal for being sexist to the reporter who turned out's got a bunch of racist yeah. tweets who did lose her job. Blazing racist. Like that's you know what this Dannon should go get, get it turns job out, back. It turns out too oh, yeah, uh, Doc Prescott's the new Dannon guy. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Right, Mr. Clean. 
Um, <laughs> Reportedly hires Dak Prescott after releasing Cam Newton. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, Dan is really hell bent on a quarterback. Cam Newton's huh? not my like favorite player in the league, but this is this is pure BS. You said it, Gabe. It's entrapment from a chick who's a straight up white power Nazi. Asked him a question <laughs> like that, and now he loses his yogurt. I know he's got a lot of money. She never lost her job no, with the Charlotte did. newspaper. Yeah, no offense, Dak Prescott. Like good I for see you. too. They found a bunch of racist tweets from the chick that's the Baltimore Ravens sideline reporter. Really? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But of course, Colin Kaepernick is, you know. No, he can't play football. He hates. He hates America. It's ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. So here it's from the um, St. Louis Dispatch. We'll get to our DFS picks in a minute here. Yeah, but big, big lineup. Yeah, people. Uh, people aren't too happy <laughs> about the move. No, no, no. They'd be pissed. Like Cardinal, Cardinal fans are not. Uh, Cardinal fans are like what the hell. Especially with the way the year uh, the way the year is going. Also, because Gabe, do you know this guy's backstory? He almost died. He had a ball in his head where he was like almost dead. He had brain surgery to come back and throw a no hitter. And and you're saying like it's just a good story that the guy not only pitched well at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, not an easy place to pitch. He was fantastic, and the guy's a survivor Get of a this. head injury. He became the first Cardinals pitcher in more than a hundred years. And possibly the first ever, I don't know about stats, to take a no-hitter through seven innings of his Major League Baseball debut. He came out uh, one out shy of matching Ross Stripling for the modern record of seven and uh, a third no-hit innings in a Major League Baseball debut. He was removed after the seventh inning because of his bloated pitch count up to 116, and his spot was up in the order in a uh, one-nothing baseball game. Yeah. What do you make of that? Do you leave him in the game, Came to let him go for the no, no-hitter? No, no, no. Want to know why? I was actually watching that game, Gabe, on the stick because I had Cincinnati, and uh, they actually came back and won. The guy was at 100, and, uh, 100 and, I think, 17 pitches. When he, like, you understand? Like, I can understand, like, 80, like he, he, he was at a point where he had to come out of the game after seven. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to pitch two more innings. And uh, don't, don't you agree? Like, 117 is a lot, don't you think? Yeah, when you have a no-hitter, I think I would give the guy the chance to yeah. do it personally. Yeah. You're not winning the division anyways. No. Like, you, you know? I can, yeah. You know, give, give, I, give the kid a chance. I see both points of view. But the way he pitched like that, man, they got a damn. You know what it is, though? They're game. also so worried as well about about the kid's arm. Yeah. Right? And yeah, about his availability moving forward. So there's some anger now with Cardinal fans because he was optioned to Memphis today after pitching a no-hitter last night. So people were like, why would you do this? I mean, a kid obviously can pitch in big league baseball, but he could be called up again, actually. So they're basically just it's, they're playing roster moves, and yeah. they're saying that he could be up. They're, they're unsure about Carlos Martinez's next start and when he's going to start and blah, blah, blah. And he's going to get called back up in the near future type thing, in the next 10 days, they're saying. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that. All right, so let's get uh, great story. Let's get into uh, tonight. Yeah, great call, great call last night by uh, by Drew Dinkmeyer. Yeah. All right, so, so he's uh, a million dollar winner. He's got a lot of good advice. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Yep. All right. So what do you got for us, Cam? As far as baseball, Gabe, you're gonna like my team tonight. I, I and you know what? I'm gonna take the the approach that you use, Cam. Cam, I'm letting the computers do the math. Well, you know, I went a lot with that way too, and I'm gonna tell you. I love the – it's funny you mentioned that. The Cardinals situation, it's a very interesting one tonight. Listen to this one, Marenzi. I got a note for you. Not just one guy, not just one guy, but listen to this. The Cardinals in general, Bader, 
DeYoung, Martinez, all hitting 400 against Homer Bailey, all with a home run. The cards in general, 391 versus Bailey. The guys who were in the lineup. And Yadier Molina is hitting 409 with three home runs and 47 at-bats against this guy. Doe. Homer Bailey in Cincinnati, like yeah, this is a recipe. Like, yeah. This is a recipe for disaster tonight. With a lot of the metrics are telling me, you know, I'm going to go with some Houston guys. But let's start with the starting are pitchers. You, are you stacking? I mean, uh, Cardinals players. Yeah, I got a Cardinals stack going. Yeah, Houston or in Colorado? No, no, no I have no Houston players. I'm sorry. I'm going to start with my pitchers, and I'm going actually doing some crazy stuff, Gabe. I think you're going to like it. Actually, I'm going with Barucky tonight for the Toronto Blue Jays at uh, seventy four hundred dollars. The thing is, the Twins have a heavy uh, left-handed lineup. Tons of guys there. Last night, it didn't work for the Jays because it was bullpen by committee. This guy's actually been fantastic. He hasn't given up a home run in 23 innings pitched. Also, one earned run against the Yankees, two against Houston, two against Detroit. Lots of quality starts. Doesn't give up the long ball. Might be a good bounce-back spot for the Jays tonight. I'm taking a shot with Barucki at $7,400 in a good situation. Now, here's the risk. I'm going with Tyler Anderson of Colorado at 7,100 at Coors. Not a, not a lot of people are going to play that one. Gabe, he's only given up three earned runs in his last 14 games, 28 innings of work, 31 Ks in those games too. Zero earned runs, zero runs. Like He's been pitching well, and these games have been at Coors. It's not just been on the road. Like i got to really hand it to this guy. I know Houston can be dangerous, but that's a contrarian play when we're doing this stuff. we got to take a chance once in a while. So i got two medium-priced pitchers with Barocchi and Anderson. Yadier Molina, as I mentioned before, he's hitting 409 against Homer Bailey. He's a very, very good price tonight. At uh, 4300 bucks, another Cardinal, Matt Carpenter, 19 for 39 against Homer, 487 average, six RBIs. Carpenter's been a DFS stud almost every night. I'm going with my second baseman, Pinder, Chad Pinder of the Oakland A's. This team's really been raking lately, 4100 bucks, six hits in his last four games, an RBI, double digits, 12, 10, in three of his last four games, Chad Pinder's been putting up pretty good drafting points. He's pretty solid, and I like the matchup that the A's have tonight, too. They're going to be getting scoring lots of runs. I see lots of runs in the Oakland-Texas game. Nolan Arenado, what do you say about this guy? Just an absolute stud. He's the one guy I paid up for, 5100 bucks, hitting 310 with 25 dingers and 72 RBIs. 5 for 11, too, versus Cole with two home runs in those 11 at-bats, three RBI and hitting 455. Nolan Arenado at home. Your boy, you love dilly, 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 Paul DeYoung of uh, the St. Louis Cardinals tonight, 4000 bucks. I'm going to tell you, man, this guy absolutely decrushes Homer Bailey, too. Great stats against him with a home run hitting 500, uh, two RBIs. Everything's going great. Gabe, I don't understand. Chris Davis is one of the most underrated players in baseball. Let's give this guy some love. His three home runs in his last two games, 58 DK points, five ribbies, insane stuff and in a good matchup against texas tonight so i got a couple oakland a's one of your favorites one of your mainstays mitch hanniger four thousand dollars he's at dk points double digits in three of his last four games he's been pretty pretty good and the thing that about hanniger lately he has five walks in his last two games starting to be more patient at the plate that's good for points and rounding up the team i didn't know what to do i actually was thinking about a real cheap player at thirty five hundred dollars left i went with danny valencia he hits lefties really well Pretty de- decent numbers against Pomeranz in a small sample size. Four hits in his last four games. It was him or Cole Calhoun, and I went with Danny Valencia, who I think can get to Dean Pomeranz tonight. So, Barucki, Tyler Anderson, Molina, Carpenter, Pinder, Arenado, DeYoung, Davis, Hanniger, and, Ka- and, uh, and uh, oh yeah, ooh, Valencia. Valencia is my final.
you do, know, what do you got for me? A lot of people are expecting Paxton return. Change of no, picture here. No, he's not here. playing tonight. Yeah, uh, who's this? Elias is in uh, tonight. Uh oh. Uh, for the Seattle uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, just a heads up uh, right there. Change of uh, change of pitcher. So Aaron Nola is the most expensive expensive pitcher on the board tonight at twelve thousand. Kent Maeda is eleven three. Garrett Cole is ten nine. But you know that's not how we roll. Nope. And uh, man, we went big value today on the pitching. So you went digging deep. Yeah, we got a stacked uh, stacked offensive lineup. We'll see if it uh, pays dividends when it's all uh, said and done. But no, first 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 seventy seven hundred dollars. I think that uh, Zach Wheeler's a nice. I like uh, Wheeler tonight too. A nice my picture. Third choice. Zach Wheeler's unbeaten his last four uh, starts. Um, he's uh, held the uh, the opposition to two runs, um, two earned runs or fewer. In nine of his 18 uh, starts uh, this year, he struck out at least seven in five of his last uh, six uh, games. Getting lots of cases. Gets uh, San Diego uh, tonight. There's just a lot to like uh, about it. Padres are ranked uh, 27th in runs scored. Uh, this is unbelievable. Dead last versus right-handing, uh, right-handed pitching. Just a 287 Woba uh, this year, San Diego. So give me Zach Wheeler at $7,700. This is the real gamble we're going with here. Pena. Uh, Pena of the Angels. He's making his sixth start of the season. Uh, he's never gone more than five and a third, uh, but he strikes out a lot of guys, Cam. He struck out 32 batters in just 26 and a third uh, innings. That's good. That's good. You need that. Uh, it's kind of strange, though. He's worse at home. He's got a 4.76 ERA at home as opposed to 0.96 uh, oh, on the wow. road. Reverse weird splits. All right. Um, we got Mitch Garver. Uh, Great game last night for the Garve man. Yeah, and you know, Garve has just been one of these punt plays for us at the catcher position. He's always like twenty eight hundred bucks, three thousand dollars. Thirteen DK points last night. Sixteen DK points a couple of games ago. Twenty nine uh, DK points in his last uh, three games. Now we start to get some juice uh, here. We've got uh, Abreu two for four last night. Sucked. I had the Angels uh, on the run line. I lost the bet. Abreu two for four last night with a home run. He's really been struggling. He was 6 for 51 over the last two weeks. Uh, but I like the fact that he went 2 for 4 uh, last night. He's going to heat up. He's going to yeah, heat up. Yeah, well, exactly. Everyone always buys in when guys are hot. you got to yeah. buy in sometimes when they're going to start to get hot. I took the White Sox last night, Gabe. I a- give you congratulations, but you've taken them a lot this year, and they haven't won a lot. <laughs> I know. No, I've actually stopped taking them. I just thought that they were in a good spot. Giolito's been pitching better lately. Anyway, let's 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 move on. He didn't pitch well last night. It was just the fact that that other idiot on the the Angels what was, was worse. What was it five to three? No, he did his he he did a good pretty good job on the road against. I the watched guy. every out of the game, man. Early in the game, there were like six balls that were hit to the warning track. Yeah, nice he was, deep baseball luck. You yeah, know what I mean? Like where the ball goes. You're right. <laughs> You're right, buddy. Um, all right, uh, Matt Chapman. All right, the Oakland good Athletic pick. bats. Yeah, Matt Chapman. Chapman's good. Three for five with a home run uh, last night. Four RBIs. He's now 10 for 22 over his last uh, five games. Uh, he comes in with hits in four of his last uh, five games. Uh, this is what's interesting, too. Eight of his ten home runs are against left-handed pitching. And, of course, uh, Miner's on the hill here this evening. He's going to get lit up. Last night I gave you guys Marcus Semien, and, um, you know, he gave us 16 DraftKings points. I think he's in another nice spot here tonight. And another guy we had last night, and I take this guy off, and is Chris Davis. Chris Davis is scorching, man. He's got five hits, three home runs, five RBIs in the A's last uh, two games. He's actually put up 58 freaking DraftKings points in the last That's two games. That's what I'm saying. That is insane. Chris Davis is awesome. I know. He's been a DFS and reality monster. 
And we look at we look at Miter. Miter only lasted two and of uh, two and two thirds in, in his last uh, start. Gave up six runs, man, against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he's winless in the month of July. He's zero and two. He's given up twelve runs and seventeen hits this month. So uh, Mike Miner is someone to pitch on. Got to get some exposure to this Coors game here. So I went with George Springer. Uh, George Springer went four for ten with a home run and six RBIs, three runs scored, and four walks in the Angels series after batting two twenty uh, for the first couple of weeks uh, of the month camp. So I think Springer can heat up. But I like where you're going with the um, with the Cardinals bats here tonight. It's hard for me to to, to disagree and. I'm going to put together another lineup, and I'm going to stack some cards in here talking about how bad Homer uh, Bailey actually is. Homer Bailey is 0-7 with a 7-1-2 earned run average. His whip is 177 in his last uh, seven starts. He's 0-6 versus National League Central teams this year. He's 0-6 in the month of July. In the last six starts in July, He's lost um, his last five starts against the St. Louis Cardinals, and he's 2-15. He's a train wreck. The last 17 starts at home, the Reds are (laughs) (laughs) 2-15. Give me the Cardinals at minus 120, but God, I hate St. Louis. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Lord Number God likes those numbers we were talking about. <laughs> Lord Number God. Homer Bailey. Our boy Craig Martin wants to know what we think about uh, the WWE announcing they're going to have an all-female pay-per-view. I say good. I say I'm, I'm for Less it men too. in tights and more women uh, yeah, in, in tights. tights is a good thing. Yeah, more women in tights. This is great. Uh, our boy Mike uh sent us a tweet uh here great uh, great stuff so his mother lives in nashville and uh she sent to him a message and she goes floyd yeomans was our uber driver and she says google his name and mike doesn't know who floyd yeomans is because that's why he sent me this he goes you know who this guy is and uh, he goes played for the phillies and and the expos you don't remember floyd yeomans, yeomans game? yes Floyd Yeomans. Wow, that's yeah, a yeah. blast from the past. <laughs> wow, he's an Uber driver? Yeah. He looks like such a nice guy, too. Look at him. He's just friendly. Yeah? Yeah, you know what? Like he's got that nice hat. He's just kind of like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you know? he was always happy when he was on the Expos. Yeah. He was pretty good, too, actually. Look up. What was Floyd Yeomans' record? Like, uh, didn't suck. Let's see what he was. Floyd he evidently didn't make a lot of money. No, he didn't. 
back then too, things were you know guys didn't save the way they did. They didn't make the money the way they did. You know, it's a whole different world out there. Well, when we guys say, used to fleece. When guys we say when we men. say he was good, he was thirty and thirty four. Yeah, he's an average. Career. He was average. Yeah, he's pretty. He average. was four and three in nineteen eighty five. Thirteen and twelve was his best year. It's pretty impressive. How about this though, Kev? Two hundred nineteen innings. That's that's, yeah, that, that's I mean, the way you got yeah, it exactly. Done. Now it's like oh 200, 200. Yeah, two hundred, two hundred, yeah, exactly. He gave two hundred and nineteen innings, gave him one hundred and sixteen innings, nine not and bad. eight. Thirty and thirty four, three point seven four ERA. Like it, it's not bad. His numbers are they're decent. Let to see how much money he made. Does it say? No, I, I can't. I haven't found that one yet. Well, he's in uh, similar pitchers. Taewon Walker. <laughs> Harry Feldman. He's really Feldman. <laughs> he was drafted in nineteen eighty two in the second round by the Mets. Exactly. Mike Cardano, if you're out there, you totally remember Floyd Yeomans. He was traded by the New York Mets with Hubie Brooks, Mike Fitzgerald, and Herm Winningham to the Montreal Expos for the kid. Really? Gary Carter. Wow. Yeah, Floyd Yeomans, part of the Hubie Brooks deal. Gary Carter. I had a baseball card with Hubie Brooks in which his hand was missing. Like when I was a kid, I thought like Hubie Brooks didn't have like I was like, does he have like, like is he missing a hand? Like yeah. Jim Abbott. Yeah, yeah, but it was like a baseball card like fault. I don't know. There was a yeah. weird sort of glitch in the card. Remember Billy Ripken? I used to have another really cool card too. What Billy Ripken? Yeah, you remember Billy Ripken did in his Fleer card? Yeah, he put an FU on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the bat it says F. F face. You can't beat me, Cam. Oh, I'm not beat you me. can't talk. Yeah, 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 you got to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. You can tell me a story. I don't. The early know. bird gets the worm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And that's the thing, though, because they give they, me something better than yeah. everyone knows. Oh, Billy they Ripken. made that mistake card. I'm just saying it's worth a little bit of more money than the other card with the F face there at the bottom of the barrel. When I was a kid, too, I had a Hank Aaron card, but in the back, the stats were Reggie Jackson. Yeah, they used to do that sometimes. It was like a mistake. They oh, screwed up. Like, I, wish so still, like, I really wish you still back. had that card. I looked it up once, actually, and I actually found it. I, I found it, like, in a magazine yeah, in a like backyard a, like or a, whatever. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, 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 OPG or was tops in 1974 made made mistakes on with backs or whatever. And uh, I don't know, man. It was worth, like, 50 bucks or something. Yeah. It, at that, you know, which really means it's worth 50 cents. <laughs> it's worth what you can get for it, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Man, I used to have really have some cool baseball cards in the 70s. Like yeah, everybody. Man. Look, I'm going to look this card up, actually. Hubie Brooks. Yep, Hubie Brooks. Baseball card. Images. Never really thought of doing this. Don't think it's going to be worth very much. No, no, it won't be much. He but was no. sliding head first in this card. Where the hell is it? Man, there's a million of his cards. Man, I just love looking at these old baseball cards. Yeah, no, Here, here's a name you don't hear, you haven't heard in a while. Ron Gant. I like Ron Gant. Ron <laughs> Gant was good. I like Ron Gant. I should bring in my cards. We should like show and tell. I'll bring in some old baseball cards. I don't have any. I do. I got a box. I, bo- I got a box full of them, but they're not worth that. I was really depressed when you went through the prices there. I was all excited. Remember, like, hey, I'm going to buy somebody a gift. You're like, yeah, that card's worth no, two once, bucks. Once again, I rained on your parade. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> did. No, but that's I the problem. I saved you with... time from going around to these yeah. places and getting laughed that's at. That's another thing. I, I, I got to go to the comic. Cam thought he had a fortune yeah. in his basement. I got to the com- I gotta go to the comic book guy. Hey, here my car. Hey, screw off, buddy. Your Pat LaFontaine rookie's worth three bucks. It's like when Kramer and Newman <laughs> tried to sell Jerry's records. 
You offered him five bucks. Sergio <laughs> Mendez. No one wants to hear Sergio Mendez. <laughs> hey, Sergio Mendez can't walk down the street in Ecuador without being swarmed. Uh, all these Hubie, Hubie Brooks cards. I can't find the one I'm looking for here. Wow, I had this card. Hey, remember, they used to split them up. There would be yep. like two pitchers on the card. That's true. I used to. Yeah, they used to. I, I they did that for football earlier too. There's some great, great memories looking at these uh, '80s tops cards here. Yeah, they're not. They're not worth anything. No, nothing. I, I have Fleer, Dunross, Topps, Opeachy. It's, it's, it's How much do you think a Hubie uh, Hubie Brooks baseball card? He's is a worth? common. It's worth like a dollar. Dollar fifty. What's he worth? Here it says. Hubie Brooks cards from $0.99 cents to $1.39. <laughs> God, what a joke. I'm almost insulted. If you're that guy, like, say he sure shows up at, like, a comic book and card convention. Like, yeah, kids, just sign it. $1.39? Somebody's selling a Hubie Brooks card on eBay for one cent. Yeah, he's a common. It's kind of a, it's kind it's of not very card, nice. kind of insulting. That is, at one cent. Like what are you going to do The, the actual cent? cardboard is worth, like, even the card right. itself is that's just a, like. That's a shithead move. Why don't you sell it for, like, at least a dollar or else don't even put it up there? Like, what are you going to buy for five, uh, a cent, too? So, basically, I guess, like, in these things, like the 1982 Tops, 139 I guess, like, the entire 1982 Tops collection sucks, except for, like, 50 cards, 20 cards or something, a few of the cards that, you know. There's no, there's, I don't think the card business really exists anymore, though. No, I used to like that. That's a nice card, too. The 92, look, full pitcher, kind of like the, I, I, great styles back then. The well, cards were really nice. You buy it for 99 cents. I'm thinking about it. Well, if that guy wants to sell it for a penny, like, I don't even want to give him a penny, brick. <laughs> You're right. That's such a, such a bad move, man. That's a bad karma move. <laughs> no, like, what, what do you want a cent for? Like, yeah, it's just, what are you doing? Wow, these, this is unbelievable. Dave Smith, two bucks. Ron LaFleur, two bucks. Ron LaFleur, Rich huh? Rich Murray, two bucks. Ron LaFleur, he was yeah. on the Expos and the yeah. Tigers. God, man. He was in prison. Was he really? Ron LaFleur? Yeah. Let's take a look. Man, he was fast. He looks tough. He looks like a guy you wouldn't want to mess with. Ron LaFleur. I think, yeah, it wasn't, let's see, the Ron LaFleur story here. See, the card costs $2, but with shipping and handling, it's sixteen thirty-seven. Yeah, boom. A movie, get this. Uh, we got to watch this, actually. Rewatch it. Pretty cool. A movie and a book were made about his rise to the major leagues after being an inmate at Jackson State Penitentiary. One in a million, the Ron LaFleur story. It was a made-for-television movie starring LeVar Burton. It aired in 1978 on CBS. Uh, here it is. He was born in Detroit, Michigan, and was involved in the criminal justice system from his early ages. In the book Breakout, From Prison to the Big Leagues, LaFleur Le- relates growing up in crime-ridden sections in Detroit's east side. Although his parents, John and Georgia LaFleur, were married, his father was an unemployed alcoholic who rarely took any uh, part in his life. His mother was a hardworking nurse who held the uh, family uh, financially, even feeding uh, Ron while he was a heroin addict and a small-time drug dealer. He credits his mother's compassion for survival during this period. Um, he was introduced to shooting heroin in a neighborhood shooting gallery, dropped out of high school, and spent many nights breaking into uh, Stroh's Brewery on uh, on Grat- uh, Gradiot Avenue, stealing beer and getting drunk with friends. Stroh's. Yeah. I remember Stroh's. After dropping out of school, he didn't play any organized sports and rarely followed wow. the Detroit Tigers, although he had been a Detroit Tigers 
uh, to a game once as a child, sitting in the upper bleachers with his father. First arrested at 15, he was ultimately sentenced to 5 to 15 years in state prison in southern Michigan for an armed robbery of a local bar in 1970 in which he uh, robbed him with a rifle. Wow. Incarcerated in 1970, the first organized baseball game he ever played in his life was in jail. Pretty crazy. Eh? Jimmy Corral, a fellow inmate, was in prison for extortion, <laughs> convinced his longtime friend, Jimmy Butacris, who owned a Detroit bar frequented by Detroit sports celebrities, to speak to his good friend Billy Martin, then manager of the Detroit Tigers, to ask him if he would at least take a look at this guy, LaFleur. So he was in jail. Basically, a mobster said, man, you're a damn good baseball yeah. player. And uh, Billy Martin. See, these are great stories that wouldn't happen now. Yeah, right? like, know, exactly. Billy Martin had visited the state penitentiary on May 23rd, 1973. Martin had helped LaFleur get permission for day parole and a tryout for the Detroit Tigers at Tiger Stadium. In July of 1973, the Tigers signed LaFleur to a contract which uh, enabled him to meet conditions to be released from prison. He was paid a $5,000 bonus and a $500 per month salary. Wow. Because you're playing big league baseball, 500 500 bucks a month. Assigned to uh, the Clinton Pilots at a Class A Midwest League, he was managed by Jim Leyland. Nice. LaFleur hit 277. Yeah, made it and... uh, here it is. This is when I saw him as a kid, man. Get this, Cam. After the 1979 season in which he hit 300 and stole 78 bases, <laughs> he was traded to the Montreal Expos where he stole a career-high 97 bases. Wow. That's insanity. Becoming the first player in Major League Baseball history to lead both leagues in steals in his career. He helped the Expos finish the season in second place, only one game behind eventual World Series champion, the Philadelphia Phillies. I was at that game, too. Son of a bitch. Yeah, like, in those days, like, there were some great base dealers. Like, Ricky Henderson got a lot of pub, but Ron LaFleur cam was probably the fastest guy I've ever seen, like, on a baseball field. Like, it was automatic. Like, he was at first, like, 97 bases, bro. I can't even fathom it. (laughs) Yeah, like, he just, every time he got on, he just stole. But he used to steal third, too. I like that. So it's like, to, to, to you get to second, and he wouldn't wait. It'd be like the next pitch. He'd be like, all right, I'm going to third now. You know what I mean? This, this guy you're not, so, not going to get me this out. This guy is so hardcore. Like, he was a star for the Tigers. He said, unfortunately, LaFleur wasn't uh, able to shake the mistakes. By 79, he was involved in dr- heavy drug use again. Yeah. And he said he was being unsavory to, to friends around the Tigers clubhouse. Sparky Anderson said, this is the last draw, buddy. You're done. That's it. That's when he traded him to Montreal for the pitcher. Wow. That was the Expos camp. The Expos were the team of uh, cokeheads yeah. and second chances, and yep. that's who they were. You know, that, that, that's who they were. Yeah, pretty crazy story. Eh? Like, from jail. Just to, saying, no, it says, reputation is so bad. In fact, by the Tight Sox released him 83 following dr- charges of drug and gun possession. No other club seemed interested in signing a man who was once an amazing all-star. Then at the end here now, he... Uh, he didn't pay some child support, and he, he has a, a, his right leg amputated. In 2011, wow. he had his right leg amputated know that. from the knee down as a result of arterial vascular How about disease. the irony of being one of the oh best base stealers in the history? You lose your leg. You lose a leg. Crazy story, huh? Yeah, there's the Ron LaFleur story. He says he's 69 years old, lives in St. Petersburg. 
man, what that is a wicked, what a story this guy has. You're right. Nothing would be after like his today. playing career, Cam. He yeah. worked for a as a baggage handler for Eastern Airlines. I, I used to fly Eastern Airlines a lot when I was younger. Like what a life! Like yeah. from the streets of Detroit to state penitentiary to Major League Baseball All Star games to stealing ninety seven freaking bases to working as a baggage handler for Eastern Airlines. Like it's like what a life. They go show like Floyd Yeomans driving people around Nashville, Tennessee today in Uber. Yep. The most ironic things you said, though, the best baseball stealer and you lose a leg. Like, that's just that just tells you about life right there. That's craziness. Man, this guy's story is wild. Yeah, the Ron LaFleur story. I want to watch it. I, it's a, LeVar Burton plays him interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, he's one of the best, uh, one of the fastest dudes, Oh, you man. stealing that many bags? Oh, my God. I don't think you finished your DraftKings lineup, buddy. For, uh... Yeah, couple, I did. Couple, I, I couple, can. Was there a couple guys? Or no, I could recap it. Who are your uh, out, who are your outfielders? I believe I. Uh, uh, I told you, Chris Davis. Oh yeah, Chris Davis. Yep, yep, yep. George Springer. Oh yeah, Spring man, that's right. <laughs> yep. And who's your last guy? It's a good, good. It's uh, a good question. Oh, Mike Trout. I see. I didn't hear you. Yeah, right. didn't yeah, try. I told you. Right. See, I'm on the ball. I'm Thank listening. You. I'm listening. Yeah. I, so I, I got Felix Felix Pena. Yeah. Zach Wheeler. Oh, Mitch Garver's out. Oh, no. We got to find a catcher? How much was Garver? MyBookie.ag. Tired of late lineup scratches. He's right, though. How much was Garver? He was 31, but there's a couple other cheap options here. Hmm. Who do you go with? We go with Diaz of the Pirates. The computers love this guy. Diaz? Yeah, I I don't know what it is. Diaz against Bieber? Yeah. 3,100? Yeah. Let's take a look. Guys, actually, you know, he's not doing too bad. His numbers are pretty decent. No, I'm telling you, though, from the the algorithms and the daily projections. That's the one they like. Yeah, like I'm telling you, every day, Cam, for the last two weeks, because the Pirates are so hot, Yeah, he's been at the top because he's, he's 2800 2900 bucks. Mike Trout doesn't project to be um, to light it up tonight because he's so expensive. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm not a bad outfield. I got Chris Davis, George Springer, and Mike Trout. For sure. Very nice outfield. If I get anything from my pitching, I got a decent lineup. I got a shot here tonight. I'll, I'll put this lineup head-to-head. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So I got Wheeler, Pena, Diaz, Pittsburgh Pirates catcher, Jose Abreu, Jose Altuve, Matt Chapman, Marcus Semien, Mike Trout, George Springer, Chris Davis. Yeah. Pretty badass bats. Yeah, I got Chris Davis in there too, man. But it's... I don't have a problem with what Cam was talking about. Very impressive numbers with Matt Carpenter stacking that against uh, Homer Dolpe. Yeah, that's the thing. I got, I got Yadier Molina, who, who's hitting 409 against Bailey. Carpenter, who's hitting 487 against Bailey with six RBIs. DeYoung hitting over 400 against them. Sorry, 500 with a home run. All these Cardinals, Gabe, and you know Cincinnati and St. Louis have a history with each other, so they've actually seen – you know, these guys have seen him. I know he pitched for another team, but they have a lot of at-bats against this guy. Like, I look at some of these guys on the Cardinals. They faced uh, Doe, Homer, a lot, and a lot of them murdered him. Murdered him. Man, the Cardinals have really cost me. I'm betting them tonight, and I'm recently. usually, and I don't bet the Cardinals a lot. Just with the DFS information. <laughs> you know what? If they don't win, I'm going to say screw it. Because you know what? Tonight, when you have those all those numbers, if they can't beat The Cincinnati, Reds are your team. I know, but I got to go with the number. Look at all the guys in St. Louis that murder this guy. You know what? This will be a good test tonight. We'll see. Got to go on the cards. Pirates are plus 160. Yeah, They've won 10 games in a row. I'm taking a look. We'll have our best bets on the other side. Baseball trends of the day. Best bets of the day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. Lineup block live continues.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Great sound effects. <laughs> it's like a video game. Ricky Henderson stole 130 bases. Oh, well, that's why Ricky Henderson's Ricky. Henderson. I'm the greatest. <laughs> Ricky Henderson's the best. I'm the. <laughs> he didn't lack for confidence. He's so fast. Billy Hamilton's a lightning ball now. I think if we had a if we had a race of all the players now, I'd bet on Billy Hamilton. Ricky Henderson, one thousand four hundred and six stolen bases. Um, a player that played when I was a youngster was real good. Lou Brock. Oh yeah, Lou Brock. Lou Brock, St. Louis Cardinals. He was he was a great uh, he was a great base dealer. Nine hundred and thirty eight. Billy Hamilton, nine hundred and twelve, right up there. Billy Hamilton, one of the fastest guys ever in the game. Uh, Ty Cobb stole 892 bases. Tim Raines, 808. Vince Coleman. Remember Vince oh, Coleman? Vince Coleman was lightning. He was really fast. Um, you remember Eddie Collins and how yep. fast he was back in uh, 1915. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Collins, uh, Philadelphia Athletics. Never heard of him. Arthur Latham, man. Yeah, he's, we're going 18, back in the time machine 1880. now. 1880. <laughs> Kenny Lofton was pretty fast. He, he was very fast. Otis Nixon was fast. Very, yep, he was. Juan Pierre was pretty fast, too. Yep, good call, Juan Pierre. But you look at Ron LaFleur. Ron LaFleur's not really on any of the... Um, Fastest guy lists? No, he's not on any of the... He's not really in the history books. Because he, of all the other... He, no, he didn't play long enough. Yeah. And you look at all these guys. You know, Lou Brock played... Uh, Lou Brock played from 1961 to 1979. You're right. LaFleur was in and out of places. He was doing different stuff. It's pretty crazy. 1961 to 1979. It's a long time to play play Major League Baseball, man. Some of these guys, long-ass careers. Ty Cobb played. uh, Ty Cobb had a 21-year career. Wow. Oh, 22 years, excuse me. even better. That's some crazy-ass stuff, man, looking at these old baseball numbers. All right, but the only baseball numbers that matter for tonight uh, are uh, who we're going to take. Correct. And uh, whether we are correct in our uh, in our selections. I see I am not correct with an in-game soccer game I just played. The in-game's been killing me the last two days. Uh, usually I do very well with this international stuff, but you know, it's, it's, it hasn't been kind to me over the last... Uh, Can I make a comment as a friend and a colleague and a co-host? I'm going to say... Go really light on that stuff because we got to go to Vegas pretty soon. We're gonna have to spend some real money there. 
You know what I'm saying? Future bets. I'm think, aware. <laughs> think about all the things we got to do, Gabe. Like, you want to put some money on Michigan to win the national championship? We'll go play some ponies. Can't be losing in these uh, afternoon soccer games in weird countries. Yeah, well, it's all it's all the same, Cam. Whether you lose betting a baseball game or whether you bet You're betting right. a soccer game. Well, yeah, losing losing winning winning exactly. You know. Yeah, it's units. It's just it's it's luck. It's one of these deals where. Man, I had a good three-week run or so betting on sports. Yeah. I really, I really did. It's like, yeah. And uh, it's been the last twenty-four hours or so. Bad picks, bad beats, you, bad breaks. It's can, not like uh, there's no. I'm not pointing the fingers. You can get it back. No, no, I'm not. I'm not in a panic mode about it. <laughs> I'm not panicking. It's like everything. I'm just life. frustrated. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but I see it. I'm aware that everything I touch in the last twenty-four hours or so. Everything I'm touching in the last 24 hours or so is, uh, you know, I've had a couple of good picks. Pittsburgh was a good pick last night. But, you know, you're right. The international gambling, it's basically like playing the slots, right? Or it's basically like playing blackjack. You know, you hit it. You either win or you don't, right? There's not, you know, you can do the best you can and, you know. Gabe, you're a really bright guy, but don't compare slots to blackjack. They're nothing, it's a totally different game. Yeah, it is and it blackjack, isn't. You've seen me play blackjack before. Well, slots, you understand rhythms and blackjack slots have no yeah. rhythm. Yeah, I know, but if everybody understood rhythm so much, everyone would win at blackjack, right? No, but blackjack. What's your chance of winning? Okay, slot, you're right. Slot's not a good example because slot is uh, it's not a 50-50 thing. No, but you see me play blackjack. I, I like I, I know the cards and stuff. You see I know, me go but on what runs. Do you, what do you think your advantage is? From, I don't really have one. It's 50-50. Like so, and you think you're a little bit better player than the average person. So what do you are you up to fifty two percent maybe because you know card counters are only up to fifty two percent exactly exactly right so the card counters just giving themselves like an extra two percent yep they're no they're not guaranteed Crack. to win I no know. no right I'm just saying if you step up to the blackjack table and don't know how to play you're just donating money it's yeah but stupid. at the same point in time you can also step up to the table and you get delta twenty one I mean there's yeah. no that, that, There's no skill involved. That, that's the good part of the game. I'm talking over a long haul. I mean, a long haul. Yeah. No, but no, listen, betting on frivolous, you know, frivolous under-20 Ecuadorian and Costa Rican soccer games yes. is going to be dangerous. You can't be surprised. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, like, oh, I can't oh, I believe lost. they gave up two goals in the last two minutes. I, I, it's like, wow, it's an under-20 game. I don't know. Like, it was a lock. <laughs> exactly. The moral of the story, there really isn't anything that's a lot. No, no, nothing. You're right. There's not, nothing's a lot. You could be a good blackjack player, you get dealt bad cards. No one's winning if you're getting dealt it's basically 12 to 16. But I have, exactly. I've got sloppy yeah. over the last couple of days. Like that, That's on me. So we got, we got soccer tomorrow, which I've been doing very well in. We've got uh, soccer tomorrow, uh, a little MLS soccer and uh, Canadian Championship soccer, the Canada Cup or whatever they play for. Vancouver versus Montreal, Toronto versus Ottawa. I remember last week in Ottawa, they nearly set they set the stadium on fire. Not nearly, they did. They actually did, but not out of anger. These stupid soccer fans with their like, you know, you get the smoke bombs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I don't know. They started. They they tried to do like a couple of smoke bombs and thing, but they actually set the seats ablaze. Yeah. Well, the smoke bombs are pretty. They had to stop the game. They've like banned that supporter group. Yeah, yeah, they should have just told him, listen, don't ever do that again. Yeah, no, no more they smoke bombs. Yeah. I think they're banned for the year or something. Really? Yeah, but because it wasn't all the fans, but I guess there's this one group, 
and they're always sort of pushing the, the envelope of, yeah. like, you know, trying to be crazy soccer fans. They want to be like the European contingents. Yeah. yeah. We got to do better. I think they had, like, the flares or whatever. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? they got a lot of flares and stuff going on. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they actually set, like, the seats, the section caught I fire to, I hate to say in it. the middle of the game. And I don't want to sound like, uh, what do you call him, America's, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy, uh, Paul Monitor? But when you're light, when you're lighting flares at uh, soccer events, well, Brian Stelzer yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, CNN, America's yeah, yeah. Hall. I don't want to sound like the radio hall monitor, but flares are a little bit crazy if you don't know how to control them. Like people can actually get burned, lose a lot, lose an eye. Like that's you got to be careful with flares. Just a tip. All right, so it's it's actually, but it was in Ottawa, but it was actually the Toronto TFC fan group. That yeah, of course they. They're the ones. Of course that, it was. That. They're the ones that are. Bad. I know these guys. <laughs> they're bad. Why you're wearing a Celtic jersey? Let's fight. Toronto FC soccer fan groups triggers blast ignites fire <laughs> in the stands. See, that's the thing. Like they're not. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Like the red card boys. Red Patch Boys. The Red Patch, yeah, Red Patch. So, But there's a bunch of different groups, Cam, right? Actually, like, see, that's the thing. There's the Red Patch. There's a couple others. It's not like just there's Hells Angels. There's Sons of Freedom. And there's different derivatives of the Red Patch So boys. these guys. They're the goons of These the guys are not welcome yeah. in the sort of the nice couples that we yeah. see walk with the scarves. Yeah, they're called like a subgroup. They're yeah. not what they're not like. They're outlaws. They're outlaws of the TFC <laughs> fans. Exactly. Like, the TFC fan group yeah. is like, they're not with us, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Hey, we're not letting this guy wear Members of a subgroup yeah. of Toronto FC supporters. <laughs> subgroup. I love it. We're escorted out of Ottawa's TD Place after they set off a blast, ignited a fire in the stands, and threw a flare on the field. <laughs> <laughs> they live right near you. Yeah, those guys, those are the goon guys who are always getting goon bagged at the bar. These guys probably live in my condo. Yeah, yeah, no, I bet a few of them do. <laughs> Ottawa, Ottawa fan Jen Jeffries at the game. Those guys were rowdy the entire game. It started to get kind of wild at one point. They started to light flares. What seemed to be what they were trying to do is some sort of fireworks, but then they threw it on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and the grass burned. <laughs> And, oh man! And um, <laughs> and then the stands caught fire. The seats caught fire. <laughs> Amazing. The game continued through the blast as if nothing happened. Though people were booing the rowdy fans. The fans had their faces covered with red ski masks. These guys like think they're. Yeah, like, they, think they're yeah. ba- they think they're bank robbers. Yeah. I like to hey. drop these guys in Moscow and see how tough they hey, are. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, TFC subgroup. How about you meet my Croatian friends? Ding. They're wearing, You're right. So they were wearing red ski masks well, to cover their face. What a bunch of turkeys. But, uh, oh, man, it's really pissing. Um, Ottawa FC and TFC are basically tracked down. Like, it's a small world cam, right? So they know, like, all right, those guys. Yeah, that's, fr- that's Tony's buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they mask, they know. This tur- turkey. They know. They just ask around the other fan groups. Which one? Then they'll be like, oh, those are the guys that are always drunk up there in that section at the local games. Or they know who everyone is. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, 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 they're aware. They're aware of the goons. All right. Uh, oh, my. They're no longer welcome. No. Ottawa police actually want to talk to them. I like that. They, they got to go back. Charged. Oh, I know. 
I, I had to go back for taking a piss yeah, at Buffalo. Yeah, These guys know, are starting that's what fires. I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Where's the double standard? These guys are lighting pitches and 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 seats are on. Everything's flammable. And they're like, they don't even know who these guys are. You take a piss at a Bills game and you're going to court. What, a, what kind of world are we living in, man? This is a joke. It says you that said they're, 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 because I saw the double saw, standard. This was the story from the incident, but I saw yeah. a story the other day that basically TFC, they, TFC was working with Ottawa FC to figure out who they are. Oh, nice. Yeah, they don't want them in Real the stadium. They don't want them in the TFC stadium either anymore, right? Oh, these guys are going to be banned. But you got to prove it. That's the thing, because I guarantee you they know, like you said. They're just going to talk to the Red Patch boys and say, all right, well, which guys is it? And they're going to say, it's yeah. the guys that sit behind the net, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, listen, man, we have, a, we have our group here, but that guy Mitch and his other buddies are real goons. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, because yeah, you're right. They're subsidiary groups of sub- subsidiary groups. So, yeah, people will rat them out. It'll happen. I like that. A subgroup. <laughs> subgroup. <laughs> so. lots, of, lots of subgroups. Lots of subgroups out there. Man, I can't believe I just lost that last bet. That's okay. Stupid in game. I never should have did it. You know what? Don't uh, move on. And uh, a lot of baseball tonight. There's a couple good games. Well, we're going to need the baseball. Yeah, let's talk about baseball before we go. We're going to need the baseball now. Yeah, okay. There's no, oh, oh, I better hope. Like, uh, no, 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 I got I got a hit. Hit winners. Uh, we're taking, uh, who am I taking? I'm taking the Oakland Athletics. Give me the Oakland Athletics against uh, Mike Miner. Talked about Homer Bailey's numbers being bad. Mike Miners are just pretty much just as bad. Mm-hmm. Give me the Oakland Athletics. Uh, whatever, man. Just give me. The, I, don't, I know it's Pomerantz on the hill tonight, but the Red Sox are minus one fifty. Yeah, against the Baltimore Orioles. One sixty-five now. Well, I got him at one fifty. That's good. So, um, and I'll tell you what, they're they're now nine and one in ten games against them this year. So they've only lost once. They might lose tonight, but generally they beat these guys. Everyone beats Baltimore. They but do. Boston's really been beating them. We talked about Homer Bailey's atrocious uh, numbers. I'm going to go uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, although I don't know. Who's this, uh, who's this Gumby? Is it Gomber? Yeah, Gomber. Yeah. Nice name. We got we got Homer Bailey and Gomber tonight. <laughs> Homer, Gomer, Gomer Pile. Go, Gomer, go, go, Gomer Pile. Gomer, Gomer Pile and, and Beetle Bailey. What the hell's going on here? Baseball names are the best. And uh, I'm going to ride the uh, – I'm going to take – I'm going to ride it. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've won 10 baseball games in a row. They're plus 160 tonight against Bieber. Down to 155 right now, but still some uh, you know what, decent Gabe, value. I'm going, to add, I'm going to add that to my three-pack of dogs, I think. You know what? It's worth a half-unit play. I don't care if Cleveland wins. They should not be. You said it. Hot Pittsburgh team. They shouldn't be laying a buck 75, a buck 80. Stupid. I'll take I'll take Pittsburgh at plus one fifty five one sixty five. You can get it. Yeah, and Why I just not? I just don't just get a, I just don't get Bieber, the Boston Bieber, number though either. No, the Boston number feels one fifty. Is it it's a, a trap? trap? Yes, Maybe. yeah. I'm on Baltimore tonight, buddy. And I never like I gave I never bet the Baltimore Orioles. This Ramirez pitcher's good. Pomeranz is not. One thing the Baltimore Orioles do is hit lefties. Pomeranz is a soft tossing la- lefty. I, I hate to say it, I'm gonna make Baltimore a play tonight. But don't listen to me. You got you you like Boston. I'm just saying. I th- yeah, it's I too late. It. I'm already in. Yeah, it's okay. We only have one game that's different. And other than that, I'm going to ride your Pittsburgh. Pick. I got four. I, like I got four baseball picks. Yep. I've got uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep. The Oakland Athletics, mm-hmm. the Boston Red Sox, and the St. Louis Cardinals. My four four plays of the day. What do you got? Any totals? No totals. No totals for me either. Yeah, I got a few baseball games tonight, Gabe. I'm going with uh, the St. Louis Cardinals as well. You know, Cam's uh, Reds. 
Got to go against them tonight with Homer Bailey. Too much DFS and reality uh, correlations for the Cardinals tonight. Bless you. Bless you. Minus 120. Give me the Cardinals and show up tonight. And don't let that jerk, jerk off in the bullpen. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you tips on how to be great and then piss the game away. No, no, it's okay. Don't worry, Bud Norris. You won't need the bullpen tonight. Gomber's going to get it done for you, Gabe. Minus 120, St. Louis. I'm going to go with uh, Wheeler. Your DFS pitcher, I think the Mets are in a good spot tonight. Uh, Wheeler against Lauer. I'm going to lay 30 cents with the New York uh, baseball Mets. I think Milwaukee, uh, 130 is going to get it done. Guerra against Hellickson. He's coming back down to earth. Milwaukee's a better home team. Give me the Brew Crew and a three-pack of dogs for you. I like the Colorado Rockies tonight. I know it's tough going against Houston, Gabe, but Anderson has been money. Give me the Rockies at plus 120. The Baltimore cheap, cheap, cheap Orioles, I think, are in a good spot. They're a horrible team, but in a good spot tonight at plus 145. And, Gabe, we're right. Yar, yar. Your Pittsburgh Pirates at plus 155. Worth a play as well. Justin Bieber should not be laying 80 cents to anybody. We hit it last night against Kluber. Hopefully we can hit it again. I mean, eventually yeah. they're going to lose. It's the win is going to come to an end. It's but true, but it's worth the play. Not going to fade it. All right, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with the professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Prop Builder tool over at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassles of dealing with the late scratches. Avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a uh, rollover requirement, of course. Otherwise, people would just put their money in, get yeah. the get the fifty percent exact withdraw. That's yeah. why there's yeah. a rollover. It's called rollover. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag. Enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using a prop builder. That's uh, mybookie.ag promo code FNTSY. And uh, don't forget. Uh, to play and participate in a free DFS baseball contest sponsored by uh, DKMS. Find out how to play. You can help the cause. Go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's free, people. Free daily fantasy baseball. And if you're good at it, you can win two tickets to the World Series. We've been good in golf. Golf picks on tomorrow's show. Mark Lawrence, lots of good stuff. And the Canadian Open. College football talk and more tomorrow. Scout Radio next. Other night, you're on your own. Later.